With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, what pick are we at right now? Uh, number thirty. Okay. All right. So we're almost there. I, I forget yeah. how late this goes for you East Coast pe- Eastern Time people. Uh, it's not as bad as when I was waiting for uh, Hummel and Moore to get picked because Moore went fifty fifth, and I think Hummel went like fifty seventh. And I know AJ was second round too. So. I mean, I remember getting an article ready for AJ in case he didn't get drafted. Because it was, like, looking a little bleak at some points. Hummel went 58th in 2012. Yeah, I remember. I remember I tweeted out. My gosh, I, I am just the source of negativity when it comes to the NBA draft. I remember tweeting out that I, when it was getting closer to the end, of being like, you know, I don't know if an NBA team is going to take Hummel because of his injuries. And as soon as I tweeted that, I kid you not, like, two minutes after that, he was drafted. <laughs> So maybe I should tweet into existence that Carson is terrible and not going to get drafted so he can still fall in the first round. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Kyle just uh, retweeted, IU has had five NBA lottery picks over the last 17 years and have three Sweet 16s to show for it. <laughs> I'm going to retweet that from the main account. I ultimately didn't tweet that thing towards TCQ because, oh, f- this person blocked us. <laughs> that means we're doing a really good job. Way to go, Travis. What a, oh, like they what blocked you... me personally. <laughs> no, <laughs> even better. Uh, see, that's what I find funny is like when I've been blocked by people I've never tweeted at before or anything. It's just like really like I think it was Faux Show has me blocked on Twitter, and I'm just like, what? What? I, I've never tweeted at you or anything. And this is the this is the. Uh boring part where you're just waiting and you're like okay they didn't get him nope really they didn't get him nope okay (laughs) 
Like, hurry up. Let's just go through the picks now. They should have, like, two minutes in the second round. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to turn into Casey in the, I'm tired now. I want to go to bed. See, this is the advantage. It's still 8 p.m. for me, so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> just just come out west. Gosh, someone just tweeted this to us and Nathan. Someone's going to get a second round steal with his sauce. Oh, sorry. Apparently, it's no longer called sauce. Now it's dot, 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 drip. <laughs> Is this is this like a secret account of yours? No, <laughs> because that sounds like something you would tweet. <laughs> you know what? At least we got some good material for the cold open. <laughs> as yeah. we wait. Oh. oh meanwhile, you, I, I just had I got curious because I went back to look at the uh, made data on here. You can really tell that uh, I have not had the Twitter account for the while for a while because it's like tweets for each site. Hundred and fifty seven. 214, 271, 323. This month for Hammer and Rails, 48. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part of me just keeps forgetting about it. I just look oh, and I'm just like... About it. I'm, I probably won't even want it back until football season. Uh, we're not giving it back to you. It's ours now. The Twitter <laughs> account is mine. I, I know I haven't missed it much here. I've gotten used to not having it, except for the moments where it's like, oh, I'd like to th- throw this from the H&R account. Oh, wait, never mind. I mean, you can tell us and we can like retweet it. Yeah. And all that. I mean, that's what Casey did during the tournament. He just retweeted himself. Master tweeting. Yes, sure. Please don't ever say that again. <laughs> You've never heard of the term master tweeting? I, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> I just find it funny that our lone NBA reaction podcast is with the two least informed about the NBA on our staff. Well, that's on brand. We really need a commercial break between every frickin' second round pick. Are you serious? I mean, ESPN's gotta make the money somehow. No, they got a big Carson feature right now. Oh, that could be a good sign. I like how everyone's tweet. Like, Derek Schultz just tweeted, Are they planning on starting the second round sometime tonight? (laughs) (laughs) John Rothenstein just tweeted, Best value of the first round? The Los Angeles Clippers selection of... Komaj or Kevin Gale? Yeah, yeah. He had seven points and one and two rebounds in only twelve minutes, and he didn't even start. <laughs> the f- man, this is why I don't like NBA. Uh, maybe uh, who knows? Maybe he turned it up after we played him or something. I don't know. Was he a center or something? Six ten, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So from the one Clippers game that I've seen this year, um, they absolutely needed a center. The, the, whoever they had, some random tall white guy, was absolutely terrible. Some so. random tall white guy. <laughs> okay, so I know the next pick is the Suns, but I think they traded it to the Pacers earlier today. Or so. Well, I, I think this is the one that got sent today earlier to the Pacers. So I think it's officially the Suns, but they're picking for the Pacers. I've always wondered if like teams like purposely try to sabotage those kind of picks. <laughs> and they've drafted Juan Crespo. <laughs> Oh, do not send me to the Suns, damn it! Oh, fine. Don't take a uh, don't take a one year contract for like seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but then I'd have to live in Phoenix. Okay, yeah, this is it is the uh, Pacers pick now because it was T.J. Warren in the number thirty two pick, and then the Pacers for traded for cash. Woj bomb. Pacers just traded their pick to Miami. The f- <laughs> Gosh. Oh my gosh. Maybe we should just upload this whole thing just as it's happening. Just Juan and Travis's reactions. It should, yes. This would be perfect. <laughs> I just saw Anisha's like 
tweets of a roller, his roller coaster of emotions going from like Pacers on deck, pick Carson, and then this is disaster. Ah, this is this is funny to watch and sad. Uh, so Boston's next because Boston has every fucking pick in this draft. <laughs> Could you imagine if Carson went there with him and Romeo? Romeo would be like, "I want to trade now." That'd be hilarious. There's there's only two guys that if if Indiana somehow dick tripped into signing him as the coach that I would truly be scared of. It'd be Stevens and uh, Beard. You know what? This is why we should. I want to cheer now for Romeo, so they do well, and Stevens stays the Celtics head coach. Could you imagine that? Like if Romeo does well, and he's the reason why <laughs> Stevens doesn't even leave. That'd be freaking hilarious. <laughs> According to the draft tracker, the the pick should be in for Boston. Or is it Philly? It says the first six picks of the second round have been traded in one way or another. And what think, did Indiana get for the pick? I think a few other second round picks. What is going on? Oh, goodness. There he goes. Carson, 33rd overall. So, yeah. So, I mean, he, he fell to about where we were expecting him. Let's see what Bill Simmons is saying. Uh, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. With the 33rd pick in the 2019 NBA draft, the Philadelphia 76ers select Carson Edwards from Purdue University. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the special edition of the Hammer and Rails Basketball Purdue Basketball Podcast. It is the NBA draft tonight, and I'm not sure how much of the cold open that Juan left in here. It might have been a half-hour cold open at this point, as we've been talking for a while. But Carson Edwards just went 33rd in the NBA draft. Uh, it was originally a 76ers pick, but it has been traded to Boston, and with all the trades tonight, who knows, it may have been uh, traded to the Toronto Argonauts by now. So, uh, Juan, what, what is going on here? Um, a lot. And I don't know, you know, what I'll put into the cold open right now, but Travis and I are probably the two least informed people about the NBA. Exactly. Because all the other NBA people decided to just go to bed because they're on the East Coast and are like, want to go to bed at home time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you're if you're looking for um, if you're looking for nuanced analysis as to how he's going to fit in in Boston, uh, this isn't the place for it because uh, you're just going to get hot takes all over the place. <laughs> I mean, what I think is going to be interesting is that him and Romeo Langford are on the same team. Right. So that's a fight right to the death right now. So we're, so, we're just going to keep that rivalry going. And uh, each player sucked on the opposing team's home floor there because Carson's worst game was at IU and Romeo's worst game was at Purdue this year. Who knows? Maybe Romeo's already asking for a trade. <laughs> But uh, but it would be nice to 
see Romeo and Carson play well enough to keep Brad Stevens away from going to Bloomington. So, you know, it could work out. Yeah, silver linings right there. So he, he's a plant now to keep Brad Stevens in in uh, in Boston. And honestly, it will be interesting to see how this works out because you just had Kyrie Irving pretty much bitch his way out of Boston. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so see what I mean by the hot takes? I mean, it's almost like Kyrie is nothing without LeBron. True. and Maybe, kind of. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting because Carson also projects mostly as a shooting guard and I'm looking at the depth chart here and obviously this is very much subject to change right now. They have five players listed as shooting guard and that's before Romeo and Carson get there. So who knows? Carson might even be traded again by the end of the night. That's true. In the end though, it's not too surprising though that Carson ended up early in the second round. And that was about most of the projections. Going yeah. into tonight, like I think a few weeks ago, some had him sneaking into the late first round, but he he seems to have fallen off a bit. And I know Casey was telling us about uh, what some of the scouts had said. Do you mind uh, quoting some of the things that the scouts saw in his workouts? Uh, yeah, uh, it says as Casey put in the article that we had kind of ready to go tonight. A player that works extremely hard and will continue to do so for his. For uh, his team, uh, he's always trying to produ- improve his game, not only on the offensive end, but the defensive end also. Elite shot maker that possesses supreme confidence. Ultimately, they're getting an outstanding young man. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. He just he, he can be hot, and if he's hot, he's great. But if he's not, ugh, you can have some awful games like the Maryland game. Right. Like, that's, yeah, I think that's the thing that we need to remember is like, you know, right now, all we're remembering right now is Carson's hot performance in the NCAA tournament, which is amazing. It was, it was the best performance in the NCAA tournament since Curry was at Davidson. But you have to remember that leading up to that, he had a roller coaster season and sure. Like Carson had, you know, 15, 20 points a game. But then when you look at the field goal percentage and how many shots he was taking, it may it was possible that all these NBA scouts had seen that. Before the tournament, half of the NBA mock boards didn't even have Carson, even going in the second round. It was really that NCAA tournament that boosted him to being almost a guaranteed second rounder. And so, like, that's a lot. He had a lot of ground to make up in order to get back up into the first round. Even though this Carson has amazing talent and all that, but ultimately it was those kind of games like Maryland and IU where he was chucking the shots that might have hurt him. Well, I think one of the things that can actually benefit him as he goes to uh, as he goes to the NBA is he's not going to have to carry a team like he did Purdue. He's not expected to be the guy immediately, and that's well, of why course, that's like- because you know Romeo's on the team, and we know he can't do that. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, it's like I I kind of was hoping he would go to Golden State because it would be great for him to go there and just you know come in. Oh, I get to play ten minutes a night maybe and just shoot open threes because you're worried about Steph Curry and then Clay Thompson when he gets back. Cool, that sounds awesome. But I think that's going to be where he's going to thrive in the NBA is he's not going to have to carry a team. But he can have those hot nights where, oh, 
he just came in off the bench and hit his first three shots. That's fantastic. Right. Yeah, and I think ultimately, in, in the end, it depends on where he ends up. Like, I mean, we were talking about this beforehand. But just look at the 2011 draft. He had Jawan Johnson being drafted, what, 15th, 16th in the first round mm-hmm. by the Celtics. And then you had Etwan Moore being drafted 55th right. also by the Celtics. And But it's Etwan Moore who's still in the NBA making money, whereas Jawan is playing in Europe because Jawan ended up being traded to the Rockets and they had no use, use for him. Whereas right. Etwan was able to find a niche wherever he went. So sometimes it doesn't matter where you get drafted. It may help for your first two years, but later on, it's you got to be able to make yourself useful and find a team that can use your needs. Exactly, and and uh, it it should be it should be interesting because, like you said, he he can find a niche. If he's hot, he's going to be able to. Uh, he's going to be able to find it and stick in with the league. And that's all you really ask for here. And just got to prove yourself on that first contract and then get paid on the second one. Look what, Like you said, look what happened to Etwan. Obviously, we won't see anything until October when training camps go on, close up. And who knows, he may even start the season in the G League because he doesn't get a guaranteed contract as a second-round pick. That's another factor, too. This is true, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but... Okay, sorry, I don't have much to add on top of that, actually. I'm out. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I am out of my NBA knowledge right now. Um, I can talk about Space Jam. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so do we keep the vigil going for Ryan Klein or no? I don't think so. Most likely Ryan Klein. If he does, he'll end up as an undrafted agent somewhere and sign with the team, maybe work out with them over the summer. Maybe he goes to the summer league. If that, but we, I mean, it was pretty obvious Ryan Klein was going to be probably a European player. But then again, I have been known to speak into existence negativity around the NBA draft, which then leads to Purdue players being drafted. So who knows? Yeah. And uh, also Grady Eifert is out there too for some lucky team. So. <laughs> well, isn't he going to be in a grad assistant? That's right. Yes. <laughs> so he's already been drafted. Well, remember there was talk of him brief talk of him possibly playing football too for a year oh i mean it runs as his family right would it would it have been just like he like he's on the roster but really then his brother comes in and plays for him instead yeah there you go and uh the uh, of course the other big news is uh tommy loose has not been drafted he's probably going to return for his senior season now you know it was already announced that he was returning for his senior year oh yeah yeah so I'm glad we have all our bases covered there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But either way, Carson getting drafted, I think, is um, is good for, for Purdue, and especially for Painter, because now you've had... It would have been better if he was drafted in the first round. Right. But now, under, under Painter's resume, he now has two players that have left early and have gone into the NBA. That's okay. why, you know, he, he has all the other seniors and stuff who have gone through the four-year four or five year process and then went into the NBA. But I think one of the things that may have limited painters recruiting in the past was the fact that he didn't have those kind of players and some players they want to see, can I win with you? And can you get me into the professional league as soon as I can, as soon as I can. Right. And he's also the eighth player under painter to get drafted. So, yeah. So it's, it helps build up painters resume for sure. Although I, I, 
that that comes with an asterisk because Carl Landry got drafted under Painter, but I know he started under Katie. So, but I mean, Landry had a nice lengthy NBA career too. So that's true. I mean, officially, I think Vince has only played in two games, but he did get drafted, and well, he has played in the NBA. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's it's sometimes just a hot mess of who ends up playing and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially when you get into those second round picks and everything, where they'll draft some guy that is going to be in Europe for three years before he even comes over, but then yeah. can be a huge contributor too. So even after like the top five picks, you know they disappear very quickly. Sometimes you just don't even hear about them. I mean, I I want to say that the main red claws are the Celtics G League team. Yes. The main Red Claws, and Purdue, there is a history there because Purdue has had a player on the main Red Claws. Uh, Lewis Jackson briefly played for them. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I'm not sure how, what years he played for them, but I believe he was on there. Never got an actual look for the NBA, but uh, he was part of the main Red Claws for, uh, professionally. He, all right, no, he was with the Erie Bayhawks. Never mind. So, again, oh. don't listen to me. <laughs> that's a less exciting name like the ear like the main red claws that kind of sounds like they were originally like the redskins but had to change it to something really quick oh goodness so here here is the g league career of one lewis jackson he was drafted by the sioux falls sky force got waived was acquired by the erie bayhawks and then the next season he was acquired by the westchester knicks traded to the Idaho Stampede, and then two years later reacquired by the Erie Bayhawks before being traded to the Delaware 87ers. Damn. 87ers? Just like, what, is that the year Delaware officially became a state? Uh, who knows? Uh, now they're the Delaware Bluecoats. Oh, yeah, first yeah. to ratify the Constitution. 1987. I mean, that's a pretty crappy name. They're probably, what, a 76ers club? Yes. Okay. And I mean, Wilmington is just right outside of Philly, so it makes sense. Anyway, yeah. sorry, we we, we kind of went off track with the Lewis Jackson's with Lou Jack's track record of. Uh, so I think on that note, we're probably done with our NBA analysis here. Yeah, this is before we get in. We're trying to avoid Travis's very bad NBA hot takes, so we're gonna end this here <laughs> before it gets bad because that that just should stay on our group chat like the world does not need to know all of that <laughs> so any final thoughts before we end this i wish carson the best of luck i thank him for all he did at purdue i was frustrated with him at times especially in this past year with the shooting but it's really good to see him make it to the nba and i really hope he can find that niche so he can have a very long and prosperous career Absolutely, and like you said, it it looks good on Painter that he does go to the league, and it would be nice for him to actually make the roster as a second-round pick, prove himself, and just become a regular contributor. I think he's got a promising future ahead of himself, and it's it's just great to see him realize that, and it's always good to see these guys move on to the next step. Uh, even if we don't understand fully, or at least you and I don't understand fully the logic of the NBA sometimes. I don't think anyone does, honestly. Right. (laughs) So on that note, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Congratulations, Carson. Uh, 
always you'll always be a Purdue guy, and I'll once again be checking in with the Pacers for when Boston comes through this year to have a ticket deal. Hopefully he'll be on the roster and we'll be able to do another ticket deal like we've done for Caleb Swanigan. We did it for J.J., Rob, and Etwan. I believe we tried to do it for A.J. Hammonds, too. I mean, so. you did it when J.J. and Etwan were also on the Celtics, so you can bring that, bring back the Boston Boilers. Sure. Yes, I should dig that up. I think I've got it somewhere. So <laughs> Just make it up again. <laughs> there you go. So for Juan and myself, this is the Hammer and Rails basketball podcast signing off on another successful NBA draft.